0: CRO. This is the portion of our broadcast,
1: it's a little deeper, just a little deeper of a message, so listen in. They say a man with another man should be struck dead across
0: the land. On the other hand, it's some cluckhead policies. We all just need to learn to love each other. My apologies to y'all who keep on having to see cover, and
1: I don't care where you pray at night, you'll have to go through me, if you wanna take the right step back, used to think being gay was wrong, homophobia was in, I played along, kids are sold lit on suspicion of gay, it was twisted, how we listen to hate, told dad thinking I'd get a good chuckle, instead I got hit with good knuckles, that shocked me, cause he always called me gay, the f word used to be all he'd say, can't judge a book by its cover, right? He's pro-gay even though he love to fight Flash forward ten years to a no-hate rally Some greeted with jeers, and this is Cali Eight years later and it's been legal strong will defeated thin-skinned people Came a long way, still a way to go Just ask As a, a transgender person, trans- they should they know They say a man with another man Should be struck dead across the land On the other hand,
0: it's some head Policies. We all just need to learn to love each other My apologies to y'all who keep on having
1: to see cover Honestly, if I'm having a say I kind of prefer Jasmine's gay I don't really trust guys a tree to write Forever shining, I want to see her life I don't really care about gender if it's love it's all about the inner lifted up A woman can love it as much as a man All I ask is when he or she touches a hand That they value her like she values them The golden rule no matter how you spin God is all-knowing and omnipotent You think she cares? How you mix it in? Mixing them if they try to be logical And try to deny that it's biological And yes a man can be biased Stop hypocrisy We are all ones The philosophy They say a man with another man Should be struck dead across the land On the other hand it's some cluck head we all just need to learn to love each other My apologies to y'all who keep on having to supper. And I don't care when you pray at night You'll have to go for
0: me if you want to take the right step back Step back, step back.
1: damas y caballeros ladies and gentlemen welcome to life in zero gravity vida in cero gravidad welcome once again we got shit to get into not gonna lie um, <laughs> as you can tell by the title a lot of this episode is going to cover the new Kendrick album Right, and um, I think there's a lot to talk about. It's one of those albums where there's a lot to talk about. (laughs) Honestly, make of that what you will. But uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get into that right now, just because I would like to have a proper intro. Intro this show. I gotta shout out the proper people. Uh, Shout out to New Jack. We've been making studio magic lately. You know, Uh, we've been recording the last two weeks. I'll I'll put a number on it. I'll tell you how much we're getting done. So last week, we recorded six songs, a whopping six songs. Quite a bit, right? And in one day, and then this week, we did four and a half. I know that's weirdly specific it. was literally four and a half so- songs this week, right? So <laughs> we got it done. I mean, that's productive. That's productive. In six hours, we did 10 and a half songs. It's pretty good work, you know, despite technical difficulties. The first uh, weekend of this set, it's been fun. Uh, really, like, I dare say, Some of the most incredible songs of my career were recorded in the last few weeks. And I'm very happy about that. And I was listening. We both were listening, not just me. We were listening to this album that we have had in the vaults, really, for the last five years. And... We got something special for y'all I'm just gonna say it We got something special Like That album is Is special It means a lot to me Um I forget how deep of an album it is I think with the release of this Kendrick album It is An album that's deeper than most albums Most rap albums for sure This Kendrick album is deeper than So that's one thing that you can Fairly say about it You know I don't think that I have a full final assessment of it, but I have, you know, a better idea. I've listened to the album about 10 times with individual tracks I've listened to other times, but I've listened to the whole thing in total about five times. So, um, I will give an assessment to you, but (laughs) trippy things have been happening. As you, if you have been tuning into the show, then you know recently on the freeway, which, by the way, this is another car episode, which I got a little nervous about recording after the last time, (laughs) I gotta save some time, I'm gonna be honest with you, like, it's been a hectic fucking week, I've put in about 60 hours working on shit, you know, another couple hours recording, all those hours writing the songs themselves, so... (laughs) I've had a lot going on, man. I have been trying the best to manage my time. You know. um. (laughs) I think I've done okay. I did have... I do have to say, yesterday... Man, I don't even know if I should say it, because it's like... Well, one thing I had is I tried that flaming Hot uh, Mountain Dew. Actually, not bad. Um, It doesn't taste like Cheetos, which is good. That would be gross, like um it's just flaming hot so it's just like a little bit spicier Mountain Dew it's probably spicy to white people but you know uh it wasn't really spicy to me (laughs) so (laughs) it's so funny man like people even New Jack said this weekend he said he was about to say something about white people but he didn't want to say it because he didn't want to offend me he was like oh well you're not white (laughs) it's funny man it's funny uh and I don't get offended. If you have any white jokes to tell me, well, for one, make sure they're good. Don't tell me like some lame white joke that's not funny, because so I'll be I'll be offended by your lack of humor. <laughs> I won't be offended by like the joke being like hurtful, you know. But I will be offended by your lack of humor if you tell me some lame white joke. If you tell me a lame white joke about like how we smell like wet dogs or some shit, that's a little played out. And I mean how many times can you really say that where it's it's clever it doesn't offend me because i smell very good (laughs) but like how many times realistically oh shit i gotta turn the notifications off what the fuck i'm living on the edge what the fuck am i doing can't be having the sound on i apologize to listeners for that sound coming on i i don't know what the fuck i was thinking <laughs> no, I honestly just forgot that I had my sound turned on. So yeah, um, as I was saying, you're not gonna offend me by saying white people jokes. Just make them funny, you know. I remember like years ago watching a video where this girl she's making all these good points. It was about racial issues It was a black girl She was talking about all these racial issues And she said And I wouldn't sleep with a white man Because they smell like wet dogs And it was just like She had like a very educated Like uh, Well thought out Like Argument And then she drops that in there And it kind of like It was like really That's kind of like a cheap Like Cheesy low blow You know Or just like not even a low blow it's just kind of lame I was like I don't know it it derailed her argument to an extent because she was making uh, this argument about all the inequalities and you know like how things are tough for you know people of color in America and then you drop that in there and it's like okay like I mean no one really needed to know your dating preferences anyway in this context but also it's like come on now. It's like, it's the low hanging fruit, I guess. <laughs> I wouldn't date a white man because they smell like wet dogs. It's like, alright. <laughs> it's just not, uh, it didn't add to her argument, shall we say. So, yeah. Um, the Kendrick album gets into a lot of racial uh, issues. You know? And I can say, <laughs> unlike Kendrick, let me think, let me take Let me think for a second. Let me think for a second about this. Have I... Fucked a white bitch? Not really. Not really. I almost fucked a white bitch. But I wasn't attracted to her. And I'm not saying that to say like... Oh, I'm not attracted to white women. I'm not saying that. I'm attracted to white women too. But... um, I don't know. I just like... I wasn't attracted to, I couldn't get into it So, yeah, actually I haven't really fucked a white bitch Interestingly enough (laughs) It's kind of funny that that's just okay For him to say that too And like, no one really bats an eye (laughs) You know, like, I guess that's a good thing That that's not even considered like An offensive thing to say you know, white people are kind of free game in that. <laughs> Unless it's Fox News, then they get butthurt about every slight of the white race on that channel. But in general, it's like it's generally okay to to make degrading comments about you know white white bitches, <laughs> even though they try to lump themselves in as being like a minority, the white girls, you know, because they don't have the power that white men have. They try to lump themselves in like as if they're you know having such a hard time I'm not saying that they're not I mean everyone's having a hard time to an extent but they how do like I always I mean I guess I've seen some of it but a lot of times I do wonder more than I already know like how people of color feel about like white women co-opting their struggle and like acting like they're part of that struggle, like, everyone's just against white men, you know, like, white men are just oppressing everybody, you know, and it's like, hey, white women, I don't know if that's your struggle, (laughs) like, it is, but to a much lesser extent, you know, I would say, comparatively, but yeah, so... Kendrick fucked some white bitches. I haven't fucked any white bitches. I haven't, actually. That's probably surprising to some of you. Yeah, but no. I can't think. It might have been a girl that was, like, mixed with white or something. No, I don't even think that. I don't even think that. Yeah, what a trip, man. That's a trip. Because it's not like I've been with, like, a bunch of people, so I guess it's not that crazy. It's not like I've... My body count's, like, in the hundreds or some shit. (laughs) But no, I haven't haven't fucked a white bitch. Interesting. I had to, like, reflect on that, because I I didn't want to lie to you. I didn't want to lie to you about it. I didn't want to say that I have not fucked a white bitch, and then I secretly did. You know? Um, I don't know. I haven't even really come that... Well, no, I've come close to fucking a white bitch one time. But that's it I think yeah that's really it I had I don't even count them as girlfriends but I had like some like any. I think when do you count it as like a relationship because I think anything before high school I'm like that's not really a relationship and even high school is kind of questionable you know I guess it counts in high school I think that's the cutoff. like I dated some white girls in junior high two white girls one was i guess was even half mexican so (laughs) i couldn't well half mexican that's a dumb way to put that huh i mean that that is like a thing but mexicans come in all different colors that's a we gotta get past that you know (laughs) i feel like in the u.s we have like this attitude of like or a lot of people do where it's like oh they're chinese and it's like well they could be different ethnicities in china you know what i mean like they're not like all one ethnicity you know, like Mexico they're definitely not all one ethnicity you know so as we differentiate that there are white Mexicans have you seen Canelo Canelo Alvarez C- Alvaroids. have you seen him <laughs> he looks like he looks whiter than me like <laughs> he looks very white So, (laughs) I don't know, I would say, like, in any country, technically, there could be all races, you know, like, your race is different than your country of origin, like, yeah, if you're in England, a lot of the people there are going to be white, but that doesn't mean everybody's white, doesn't mean people can't be other races there, that's the equivalent, you know, it's like, there are... White English people There are Pakistani English people Even, see, it's it gets confusing With the labels, right? Because that's like, you know There are Yeah <laughs> You get where I'm coming from <laughs> There are people in England Who are black with African origins Right? So there's all different types of uh, Ethnicities in, in all countries Really The US is just, pro- I mean Probably the most uh, Diverse country Overall Maybe somewhere in South America But where you know There's a lot of People with different heritages I don't know That's not, it's not really something you can compl- You know it's kind of hard to prove that scientifically But we know that the, We can show that the US Has like the most uh, Immigrants of any country it actually is. I remember looking at that list and it's the US is still the place where the most immigrants come. So anyway, yeah, we're getting off on a tangent. <laughs> but yeah, oh, I got to shout out Chamberlain. Chamberlain. This Chamber 0. I'm just going to I'm going to say it and I know people don't people don't want you to believe in yourself past a certain point, right, they don't, like, people don't want you to believe that you are, you have ascended to a certain place, I don't know, the cutoff is different for different people, but it's definitely a thing, where it's like, people, they're cool with you feeling good about yourself to a certain extent, but don't feel too good, (laughs) And I see it sometimes. I mean, I think a lot of people have just given up on like trying to get me to not believe in myself. At this point, they're like, "This, this stubborn motherfucker is just gonna keep believing in himself." There's nothing we can do about this. Like you, you're, you're damn right. There's nothing you can do. I'm not gonna stop believing in myself. So speaking of that, as I ride my own dick. <laughs> Uh, fucking, Chamber Zero is one of the, fuck it, it, it like, I struggle to say it, because even I'm like, I know how people will feel, it's one of the best fucking albums of all time, okay, one of the best fucking hip-hop albums, most definitely, of all fucking time, it's so well crafted, you know, it's really like my Illmatic at this point, it really is, and Chamber Zero, Chamberlain, played a massive role in that, of course, like, give him all the credit in the world, you know, because I was, it's like I was at that level where I was super close, and he just took it and carried it to the finish line, you know, and I'm thankful for that, it really rejuvenated my career, and, uh, you know, it's dope, It like, my career has been an interesting fucking progression, I think, it's it's undeniable that I'm that I've gotten better and better on each release. You know? The one debatable thing I would say is like I don't know if Bible is better than Purple Haze. I don't know. Cause when Purple Haze has aged like better than I expected it to, you know. Purple Haze is my to pimp a butterfly. I know that's that's controversial to people too. While we're on the subject of Kendrick albums. Off the top of my head. To Pimp a Butterfly. Great album. I have no problem if you call it a classic. I mean, if you're going off of what the critics say, which, at this point, I'm just like... I don't even like believe in critics anymore, to be honest with you. Kendrick said it himself. Critics ain't the protocol or some shit like that, right? (laughs) Something like that. He was basically saying, fuck critics. Even though this dude gets slobbed on by critics you know he gets like the highest scores of anybody pretty much other than like i guess outcast is like on par um in terms of like consistently with their albums critics love him critics fucking love kendrick lamar so much so that i think they overrate his work as good as i think he is at his best It's gotten to a point where I think the dude could literally just like Fart onto a microphone and probably get A a solid 8 out of 10 from a critic Like it's gotten to that point where it's like What the fuck (laughs) You know because I've seen This Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers New Kendrick album I've seen it get multiple perfect scores so far And it is not the perfect album I'm sorry. We'll get into it more. It's not a perfect album. That's I can definitely say that it is, not, and it's just one person's opinion. It's just critics' opinions, but it's not a perfect album. And I'm not. I don't want to accuse anybody of doing anything, but I th- I know that like being in the industry, I know that you generally have to pay to get reviewed. So some part of me wonders if like people are paying for these good reviews, like how like with video games, they certainly seem paid off because you look at like a game like some of these Call of Duty games, they'll have like a, you know, average in the 80s, maybe even 90s on like Metacritic, right? And fucking the user score will be like three or four out of 10 average out of like thousands of scores. And I'm just like, something is up with that, you know? I mean, critics have interesting tastes. They're, they always go for the artsy stuff and all that. And Kendrick is an artsy rapper. My thing is, this is still an audio art form. It still has to be pleasing to the ear. You could write some nice poetry if it's set to a whack beat. Or if it's set to... Or if it's, like, presented in a way that's not compelling or annoying then it's not good, <laughs> or it's not, it's not perfect, it's not classic, you know what I mean, so that's the issue that I have with some of these critics, is I'm just like, I don't know how you're not, I don't know what you're hearing, but clearly we're hearing something different, because <laughs> like, okay, it's a poop-a-butterfly in retrospect, I, can, I would say that that is a great album. It is. But. If you are going to seriously tell me. That you listen to that album. And every time you listen to it. You could listen to it a hundred times. And you don't skip any songs. I'm probably going to think you're kind of a dick writer. Because. <laughs> <laughs> I realize everyone's taste is different, but a song like "For Free," I don't know how you listen to that every single time you're listening to an album. It's short, but it's this offbeat, rapid style that's very repetitive, and it's the flow is it can be irating, as like one spin-up scout once told me my beat was. <laughs> and I'm just like, you would skip that a song like You and again, both of these songs lyrically, they're, they're fairly well written right? they're, you know, the structure and everything all that the song You that song is slow it's wrapped in a voice that's almost like intentionally annoying and it goes on really long I don't believe if people are being honest with themselves that they are not skipping that song. I don't believe it. I don't believe that they're deriving that much pleasure or that they're deriving as much pleasure from that song as they are from All Right and other songs like Wesley's Theory, King Kunta. I don't believe people are getting the same level of pleasure from you. And I'm wondering why the standard seems to change for certain artists, I think about, like, if, if Eminem made an album like that, people would probably think it was horrible, or give, or, you know, there would be people that would, and there are people that think that Kendrick album's horrible, and I don't think that's fair criticism either, I'm not saying that, I'm talking about, um, To Pimp a Butterfly, by the way, that would be a little crazy, but, but, the weird thing is, like, part of me can hear what y'all hear. I can hear how you could perceive it as horrible because of the vocal inflections. And it's like, if you don't like someone's voice, like, like me, for example, I don't like Drake's voice. Something about it annoys me. So I don't listen to Drake's music. Every time I hear it, I'm not having a good time, (laughs) you know? And then once I hear, like, some bad lyrics... Oh, I really am not fucking with it. (laughs) And I know he has, he has songs that have good lines in them. I'm not saying like he never has had a good line in his life, but he's had some clunkers, you know, some real clunkers. Like, uh, what was that? I'm racing for your love, shake and bake Ricky Bobby. That's bad. That's a clunker. He's had a lot of those. Anyway, this isn't about Drake. <laughs> but uh, oh, speaking of that though, I I uncovered, I heard my, I I made a diss track right at the height of Drake having Ghostwriters and all that, because I was just tired of like I felt like he kind of hijacked hip hop to an extent, right? And he was getting all this unnecessary uh, praise and just like the spot he was in there was a point where people were saying that he was the goat and some people probably still believe that I think that tapered off quite a bit I haven't heard a lot of people calling Drake the goat recently but I'm like nah man we can't have somebody that for one the the bars just are not there whether he wrote them or not they're just not there to be the goat like (laughs) there's way too much evidence of him not being tight on tracks for him to be the GOAT and I gotta say I know I've seen people say they think Kendrick's the GOAT I don't think so I just don't I I think he had a good run he's continuing to have a good run I don't think he's the GOAT I, I don't think he meets all the criteria like somebody like Nas is still ahead of him for example you know and Nas, with his recent releases It's like, oh, this Nas has a second wind So, I don't think I can put I can't put Kendrick ahead of Nas When, like You know I would say that I personally think that The last three Nas albums have been better than Damn, for example I don't know Not everyone would agree with that, and that's fine But I would, you know I would say so at least like you know i think you would have to at least acknowledge that it's on a similar level whether you agree or disagree i at this point i guess the the weird thing for me is like with damn when it came out i i I was a bit of a fanboy (laughs) i was happy for the west coast to have the rapper that was on top We all were, we all embraced Kendrick, right? Or a lot of us did. Especially Good Kid Mad City. Even though I gotta say, like, I go way back with Kendrick. I was listening to Kendrick in, like, the mid-2000s. You know? (laughs) I was listening to Kendrick before Overly Dedicated came out. So, I've been a fan of his work. And sometimes I reflect on that, and it's kind of shocking to think that that guy that shy sounding rapper that was making songs like Alien Girl, you know, blew up to be one of the biggest rappers in the game. It's pretty wild. He's a good artist. He is. I'm not trying to, like, take things away from him. It's just, some of this stuff is like (laughs) the critics don't always get it right, man. That's one thing I can say. I mean think about the Grammys How often does a Grammy win Or an album win Like album of the year at the Grammys And like the vast majority of people Don't actually think that was the album of the year You know what I mean Like So it's all just opinions at the end of the day And Unfortunately business corrupts everything And I feel like business has corrupted Certainly criticism. You know that's that's not even hard to imagine right (laughs) it's criticism why wouldn't money be able to affect that (laughs) so that's this is mostly a kendrick show today so if you're not into kendrick you're probably not gonna like the next segment either but welcome to life in zero gravity y'all may have, if you, I mean, most of you, I assume, follow me on Instagram, at life in zero gravity, the number zero, by the way, (laughs) so I assume you've probably seen me, like, you know, poke fun at Kendrick, (laughs) recently, (laughs) like, last night, a metaphor hit me, or a comparison, I should say. Kendrick's flow is like the Pat Beverly Defense of rap right Cause it's like it's a bunch of moving around Like a bunch of moving around Where you think there's more going on Than there really is And you get you know But when you really Look at it closely it's like You know this shit's just kind of annoying <laughs> It's a pretty apt comparison It's two little motherfuckers Two little motherfuckers <laughs> Comparatively I mean they list Pat Beverly at, at 6'1 but It's little for the NBA Right Kendrick I believe is like 5'6 or something Something like that He's little for For anything really You know <laughs> So That's the reason why... I, I, I know people will call me a hater and all that... Because anytime there's criticism of some something that somebody likes... That's where they come out. It's like, oh, you're, you're just a hater. You're just a hater. And it's like, um... People don't have to like what you like. And, and the older I get, the more cringeworthy it is... To see, like, grown-ass people getting in their feelings... Over someone's opinion on something they like... <laughs> I don't really care. I I don't know. Like, for me personally, you could tell me my album is a piece of shit, and I don't really, I really don't give a fuck. I'll just assume you have bad taste. Shock <laughs> it up to that. <laughs> but nobody says that anymore. Nobody disses my music anymore. Nobody. So I'm a. Fu- I'm I'm I'm. I'm the goat of this shit. I'll prove it to you all. You'll see. I'm gonna keep ascending. Cause this album with New Jack is just as fucking good as Chamber Zero, just as good. It it you know I'm younger, my voice sounds younger. That was tripping me out because it's been a while. <sighs> but fuck man, it's a it's a way more emotional album. It's a way deeper album, but it's equally good, you know. And you you you'll all see, you will. That's two bona fide classics for show. We got more on the way, too. You know? I'm starting to... The more I reflect on it, the more I feel like fucking Purple Haze is a classic. Because I did a track-by-track track comparison with Purple Haze and To Pimp Butterfly. So the Pimp Butterfly got into it. We're skipping for free. We're skipping you, right? We are... I'm honestly... Most of the time, I'm skipping how much a dollar costs... And that's the Kendrick style. That's one of the Kendrick styles that I don't really like. That's super... A lot of rappers do it. It's like whenever you make an introspective song, it doesn't just have to be fucking piano and, and drums and you talking in a monotone voice. Like, you don't have to do that. Okay, lyrically cool. It's still a fucking song. So it's like something that people are listening to for pleasure, I'm not deriving that much pleasure out of like, you know, on this fucking album, on Mr. Morale, there's a couple cuts on there where it's like, alright man, like fucking, the song's almost seven minutes and it's just piano (laughs) and like a monotone flow, like this is not gonna be something that I return to again and again and again and again, but anyway, So yeah, you got those two skips on there, right? For free, and for free's the interlude. Okay, fair enough. I, I think I as a skip, I have never really liked that song that much, and I know a lot of people who don't like it that much. But it's like when people like an artist, they just gloss over, like, the songs they don't really like, even though they know damn well they skip those songs when they listen to the album. It's like, it's not a horrible song. it's not very good honestly a lot of times i hear you i don't want to be disrespectful and call it a horrible song because i know it's emotional and all that it really sounds horrible a lot of the time when i hear it though you know it's not pleasing to my ears i gotta be honest like i never listen to that one when i listen to the album i've probably heard it a good 20 30 times but I have never really gotten much pleasure out of it I kind of like the saxophone That's, that's about it. <laughs> it I mean, I get it It's emotional, I understand But it's like, emotions are not everything in music And they don't gloss over The quality of the work You know So Yeah um, I skipped those the fly low one what is the fly low one what is it is it for sale there's one that fly low produced the beat's kind of cool kendrick is very boring on there again and it's it's like and it's like it's cool it has like a meaning okay it's still an audio art, form, man, and it's like I don't want to fucking. I'm not gonna listen to that. I like Fly Low. I like Kendrick. It didn't pop like that. It's like it's. It, I'm not gonna say it's it's horrible, but if someone said it was horrible, I get where they're coming from. Some of the times it's like, yo, like this doesn't sound good. <laughs> it's weird because Kendrick songs for me, like one day they'll hit well. And another day they won't. And then sometimes with all the vocal inflections he has, it's like, okay, that verse sounds pretty good. That verse sounds fucking horrible. Like it's like it's all over the map. It's 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 an experience for sure. Like whether you love it or hate it. <laughs> I will say that. So Yeah, I don't know. I feel like that needle dick, I don't know what he's gonna score this album, the needle drop. I can see him not liking this album. I don't know. It's it's a tough one, because he's kind of a Kendrick Dick writer, but he did give Damn a 7. And at the time, I remember I was like, Damn, that's low. And then now I'm like, honestly, that's not really a bad score for that album. You know? Like, part of me feels like maybe slightly higher, but then the other part of me sometimes is like, maybe it, it's, it's like a 6. You know? So... It just fluctuates, cause it is one of those things. It's like where it really just depends how you listen to it. I would say that Kendrick has built himself. He's built this aura for himself, where people think there's more going on than there really is on a lot of songs. Like people, people think all Kendrick songs are deep at this point. Like they're all just like these uh, really complex. like you know pieces of art and it's like a lot of times they're really simplistic like they're not there's not a lot going on you know especially a lot of his guest verses it's like this is really not like there's not anything special going on here like it's the brand Kendrick But it's not, you know, it's not like high quality on a lot of his guest verses. And that's one of the things for me is like when I think of his career and him being qualified to be the GOAT, that's one of the big knocks that I always have on him is like I've heard too many whack guest features from him or just like subpar, you know, guest features. So it's hard for me to say like, oh yeah, this guy's the GOAT when it's like, all the people I can think of that are goats they show up on every guest verse and they deliver you know like I don't I've never heard a Nas guest verse where I was like yeah Nas really didn't come with that you know Nas really didn't show up on this song for example Andre 3000 I've never heard an Andre 3000 feature where I was like yeah, Andre really phoned this one in. He he usually takes over the fucking song. Even someone like Anderson .Pac. I guess I've heard a couple times where he wasn't that great on a song, but... For the most part, he snatches songs away from rappers when he's just singing on the chorus. So, for Kendrick, I don't know. There's times where I've heard him steal the song. Definitely time Like, he stole control, you know, obviously. And actually they spit pretty well. I remember like I remember thinking like, oh Big Sean, that was a good verse by Big Sean. Cause Big Sean can be a pretty hit and miss. He can be really corny at times. Um, I don't have the hate for him that some people do. I just think he's he's corny, like, pretty often, you know. But I don't like think uh I don't like think he's like garbage. He's just he says corny shit. There's a lot of rappers that say corny shit. <laughs> I don't know who, that. there was like some female rapper that made a song It was like, brush your teeth, brush your teeth, and I'm sorry girl, but that shit was corny, I remember like some girl, cause girls sometimes will be all about this like female empowerment, like oh these female rappers get overlooked, and like, I'm sure there are female rappers that get overlooked, I'm not trying to say that, but a lot of the female rappers that actually make it are not that great, <laughs> like they're... A lot of times they're selling sex and they have average bars and they're selling because they're attractive to people. You know? And I mean, guys, it's, they're selling an to image too. It's not always like they're attractive, but it's some type of thing that that's like where people like how they look in some way. Like, a lot of times in, ga- in gangster rap, it's like, oh, does he look like a fucking badass? You know? <laughs> like, does he look like You'd smoke these people Alright, yeah (laughs) You know But in general, like most entertainers Are what people consider to be Physically attractive Most entertainers are So That's just the reality of it But yeah, so That girl (laughs) I feel a little bit bad Just dissing her a little bit Like, man if you, you you might be able to find it, it might be called "Brush Your Teeth." It's so corny. It's basically her talking shit about like other girls and saying they have bad hygiene, and it's like it's just corny. I think it's partially because Del already did that on uh what song? Man, that's bad that I don't remember. You gotta wash <laughs> your ass if you must. <laughs> if you must, that's what it's called. That's right. How the fuck did I forget? Del was my favorite rapper for a while. Shout out to Del, the funky Homo Sapien. He was a big influence on my on my career. You know, honestly. Shout out to that dude. He made some great music. Continues to at certain points. You know, I want to. I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do that today. I'm not gonna say anything bad about Del. Love Del. You know. Now, Sir Diesel. <laughs> Sir Diesel. I don't know. <laughs> No, Del is, Del is a goat in my books. He's He made some classic albums. I still think Deltron 3030 is one of the best albums of all time, to be honest with you. So, yeah. Kendrick. Yeah, so the, so those are some of the skips. And on my album, Purple Haze. So you got For Free, You, I. Um, a lot of times I skip that Fly Low one. You know, there's others, too. Not always in the mood. Like... Black or the Berry isn't a bad song But it's a, it's a little bit mid It's a little mid It's a little middy You know <laughs> Oh how much a dollar costs Yeah. So you got like 5 or 6 there Out of 16 that are pretty skippable You know You're starting to get up there The fact that that album got like multiple purple sco- Multiple perfect scores Purple scores Is pretty wild And part of me like salutes the critics for seeing the art in it but then, part of me is like, that's high. <laughs> part of me thinks that's high, and there's people who like. I have good friends that do not like that album, you know. Like, and they don't have bad music tastes or anything like that. Which I'm, sure, which that's what people say when you don't like an album that they like. Like, oh, you got bad music tastes. <laughs> Even I said that, but I said it jokingly, like, you don't like my music, you must have bad tastes. <laughs> yeah so it's people that have a wide range of music tastes that actually mostly like rap that don't really fuck with that album and for me like I remember when I was when I was like when I had the wool over my eyes the Kendrick wool was over my eyes I was like oh these people are tripping they're crazy how could they not think this is amazing and then now I'm like I grew up I matured a bit you know I pulled a Mr. Morale and I'm mature to <laughs> And now, at this point I can see Clearly You know I'm not swayed by All the vocal inflections and all that shit It's cool to switch Your vocal inflections It doesn't make the song good It doesn't make the lyrics good You know It doesn't make it like superior artistically. It's a cool thing to do. It can add some uh, variation. And that's about it. You know? Anybody technically could switch their vocal inflections. But people get wrapped up in that. And they hear Kendrick in that. And they're just like, oh, this motherfucker's spitting. And it's like, if you break down what he's saying, it, like... Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not so good. Like any other rapper, other than me, because I'm always great. Oh, <laughs> uh, we have fun. We have fun, don't we? Other than me, because I'm always great. But yeah, so, um... So, Purple Haze. People would probably skip... The tracks that I feel are skippable. I realize it's my own album. But I I feel like I'm an objective source, and I... And more objective than most people, so, I'll tell you what you probably skip on there, probably skipping the remixes, which is two of them, there's one for, um, download this, that's not as good as the original song, where I actually made the beat, (laughs) so, which may be surprising, because I know some people don't like my beats, some people love them, though, so, so, the download this remix, I can see people skipping that, um, Politics Didn't come out exactly how I had planned it And it got It's a little corny I would say the hook A little bit corny You can suck my balls and dick How's that now I'm not talking politics Not my best uh, vocal performance on the hook A little pitchy You know Good message That is a Kendrick-esque song in the fact that it's a good message It's well written But my vocal inflections were kind of annoying. I can say that. <laughs> I'll be fair. I feel like that I, I, that's accurate to say about politics. So the Phoenix remix I would say is less egregious, but I can see people skipping it. It's honestly not my favorite song I've done, the Phoenix remix. You know, it's a pitch shifted version of my song Phoenix with a different beat. Now it's not bad. But I skip it if I'm listening to that album. So I would assume that people probably skip it. There's a skit I have that's like 30 seconds. Technically, I would say that's a skip. but when something's only 30 seconds, you might not skip it. so but I would if you said you skipped it, I'm like, mm, makes sense. And then I have another skit that is um, I have another skit that's, let's see that skit. Oh yeah, it's like a minute and something. So I could see people skipping that, even though it's a fun skit. So both those albums have like an equal number of potentially skippable tracks. They're both they're both deep albums that cover a lot of themes, right? They're actually similar more than you would think with the political themes. So I can see like people it sounds crazy to people I'm sure to some people who may not be aware of my music but I think those albums are on par so I'm like if that's a classic then Purple Haze is probably because even my skips I don't think are as egregious probably the biggest skip is politics and it's mostly the chorus that would make people want to skip that you know because my vocal performance wasn't as strong as it could have been you know That's the main skip. The other ones is just like... It's remixes that are maybe a little bit bland. And I guess I would skip them... Because... I kind of like how the original songs were better. You know? But... To each their own. Years ago, I didn't have the confidence I do. And I would have thought like... Oh yeah, you know, my album's good. But it can't really compare to Kendrick's album. And it's like... Honestly... It can. And like lyrically both of those albums are pretty high level i would say that's probably the best written kendrick album even though there are moments where he's corny and stuff like for sure but lyrically it's probably the best kendrick album and a lot of people would say it is the best kendrick album i would say i think the most universal one is still probably good kid mad city that's probably still the most like universal Kendrick album. I'm just going off of the fan perspective, you know? It's probably the one that you would replay the most. So I think Damn was was more polarizing than that to people. Good Kid Mads, C- or no, not Good Kid Mad City. Good Kid Mad City. <laughs> to Pimp a Butterfly, also polarizing to people. Mr. Morale might be even more polarizing. It seems that way. I don't remember people saying Damn was horrible. I've seen quite a few people say that this album was horrible. And, you know, it's a weird... Like I said, it's a weird album where I've heard it sound horrible. And I've heard it sound good. You know, I almost said great. I don't know if it's stretched to that. Because when you're in a haze of listening to an album and you're like, This is fine. Yeah, this is fine too. Oh, good one. This is fine. You get into this like... They say you're only supposed to listen to, like, you're supposed to give yourself a break every hour for 20 minutes, right? When you're listening to music. 15, 20 minutes. So if the album is over an hour, you know, by the end of that hour, you're you're probably going to start giving stuff like a pass that you wouldn't have before, or it could work the other way around where you're just like, I'm really over this, you know, by the end of Donda, I was, I was done, (laughs) I did not want to hear that album, like, the last, like, damn, at least the last 10 songs, I was like, I don't want to hear this anymore, like, it's going on too long, and, um, the first time I heard the Mr. Morale, it was dragging for me, and I think it, it has improved in standing since I first heard it, but, um, there are still missteps. There are creative missteps on Mr. Morale. I can say that. So. Not that it's bad. I'm not trying to say it's bad. That's not fair. I, like, I, I get how someone could think it was bad. And to, to some of you, that's sacrilegious or whatever, you know. But I'm going a, I'm to a drop more sacrilege on you then. Chamber Zero is better than any Kendrick album. It is. At this point, I, I, I went up against everything, man. I went up even Good Kid, Mad City. Like I'm going track by track. Not this nostalgic shit where you get swept in and all that, but there are a couple songs that you might skip, you know? I personally would skip the MC8 verse on Mad City. And Mad City's a little long. It loses interest by the end of it, you know? Not that it's bad. Not saying the album, the song "Mad City," right? Um, Sing about me, too long. I mean, it's it's a nice piece of art. It's too long, and you're probably gonna skip it a lot of times. Same thing with "Real." Probably gonna skip that. M- New Jack and I had a debate on whether Compton is part of the album. I've never liked Compton. Compton is probably one of the most disappointing collaborations because you got Dr. Dre, Kendrick, just Blaze on the beat, and I don't really like anything about it. <laughs> like, I don't like the chorus. The chorus is so cheesy on that song.
0: Compton, Compton.
1: <laughs> uh, this is where they're going to say I sound like a hater but I've been breaking down, I've been listening to a lot of Kendrick lately, I've been getting reacquainted, and Good Kid Mad City held up better than I expected, now it has Drake on it, I just, for me, well I don't think, I don't think anybody would say that that's like a great song though, right, I mean maybe some people, but I don't think most people consider that a great song, like even the people that like it, it's like, yeah this is good, it's not a bad song, and I'm I'm being objective, like but I don't think it's great. For example, like w- when you do the album by album comparison, that's going up against Ain't Got a Thing to Lose, and Ain't Got a Thing to Lose kind of blows that song out of the water. I gotta be honest, you know, or no, my bad, Bombs Away, Bombs Away blows it out of the water. Like it's not close. And I know <laughs> it's my own shit, but you know what? It's not just my own shit. That's part of it too. Is it's like Chamberlain put in work on that shit. He did, man. He was sitting. Those beats were formed over the course of years, man. So, for that album, that album, a lot more craft went into it than people probably realize. Because I think it's easy to be dismissive when it's like, when somebody doesn't have like a big name in the industry, it's easy to be like, oh yeah, you're not on that level. And it's like, honestly though, They had to get to that level by gaining public recognition, just by being known, just by people knowing who you are. So when people don't know who you are, they look at your shit totally different, like you're an amateur. And it's like some of the best, some of the best shit, the best music that has ever existed. I guarantee like none of us have ever heard. (laughs) I guarantee you, none of us have ever heard it. That's just the like, Like a lot of the best music doesn't get play. It's not known. It's made by people who don't have names in the industry. There's nothing wrong with that. That's just the reality. So for me, I'm not that known. I'm more known than other artists, but I'm not as known as a lot of artists that people listen to. So I don't get that bounce. I don't get that boost. I don't get like where you're listening to my album and you're like, Yeah, this guy's one of the goats because I haven't been pushed like that, which is fine. But I'm telling you, it's going to happen. I'm going to be up there. You will see. I've worked way too hard. I've written way too many songs and I've made good music, great fucking music for too long. People can hate all they want, say what they want to say. I'm going to make it undeniable. You know, shout out to Kendrick, by the way. It is great to have Kendrick back. All shit aside, there aren't a lot of artists that even give a fuck anymore. He gives a fuck. He clearly gives a fuck. He's trying his best, you know. Whether or not it it results in good music, I just want to say I appreciate you, Kendrick Lamar. I do. It's been a fun ride. It really has, you know. It's, It's inspiring to see somebody ascend to from the point where i'm at now to the point that he's at i watched that you know i put so many people onto kendrick's music people and, and it's so funny because the same people at that time were like oh yeah i don't know about kendrick i don't know man yeah he's all right i guess and then now we're like those same people ride his dick relentlessly <laughs> And it's funny, man, but but they wouldn't buy in until until fucking it's a radio hit and everyone knows about it That's just the way it works. Y'all got to stop being followers, you know Just stop being followers We'll continue on with this (laughs) But yeah, actually why I even say that it's not ending. We're going on. We're going straight through right now All right Without further ado, let me get into this Kendrick album I want to do a breakdown for you.
0: I kind of have a score in my head,
1: but I think I'm going to wait. I want to review it with somebody. You know, like probably New Jack, but maybe not. For one, I think he likes the album more than I do (laughs) off the top. So these are my thoughts. I I wrote down some thoughts for every track. This is for Mitter, Morale, and the Track Skippers, by the way. No. <laughs> uh, so for some reason, part of me likes to just fuck with these artist fan bases and rile them up. So I'll say that. <laughs> so, you know, I like to fuck with them because they, they just, the, the dick writing is so cringe and cringe worthy with anyone, anybody doesn't matter like it could be the pope if you're dick writing the pope it would be cringe worthy you know there's probably a joke in there somewhere but (laughs) well actually yeah it really would be because i mean he's supposed to be celibate right so is the pope celibate i think the pope is celibate right yeah it would have to be if it the priests are i don't know how that works i'm not catholic anyway (laughs) united in grief solid opener Some of the best flows on the album, but it's a bit disjointed and I question the replay value on United in Grief. You know? Um, So that's where I would go with that track. N95, good energy, decent concept, but it's a little corny and the vocal inflections get annoying, particularly on the third verse, you know, and the whole you ugly as fuck. Sometimes Kendrick comes across a little gimmicky to me, you know, like that's clearly supposed to be like one of those, those viral TikTok type things where people are going to be using that, you know, for like, they're going to use the audio for shit. I, I know how that works, you know, with, with like, uh, these social media apps, you know, but so far, not not a bad not a bad start overall. Worldwide Steppers, it's interesting lyrics. Uh, I have not really fucked a white bitch like I said. The song's repetitive. The beat is bland, and the flow I'm not really a fan of. Oh, and oh, this is the this is the song where he has that corny baby shark line too, right? I'm sure some people think that's a bar or something, but he says like playing baby shark or watching baby shark with my daughter also dodging sharks and it's like that's not come on bro that was like Eminem level like dad corny you know it's like all right like I'm glad because he seems like he's in a good place on this album and I'm happy for him you know I I I want everyone to be in a good place he seems like he's in I mean, when you listen to the album, he sounds like he's going through a lot. But he, but overall, I, I came away with it thinking, like, it seems like he had, he went to therapy and it helped him out. And he came to some big realizations in his life, you know, and he's doing well. He's taking accountability for the things that were wrong that he did. And he's also let go of a lot of the things that weren't his fault. So I'll say that, you know. Um, die Hard. It's a fun song, right? It's a fun song. Uh, Is his name Blast? I believe it's Blast. He's been bubbling up in LA. That sounds... Sorry, that sounded weird to say. But his buzz has been building recently. I see people talk about him a lot out here. And um, yeah, he did his thing on the song. The girl, I forget her name off the top of my head. She wasn't bad. Uh, The beat's cool. It's very like basic lyrically, you know, it's, it's weak lyrically. That's the thing that's kind of funny is for how deep people talk about this album being.
0: There are tracks
1: like that, that are very like, I mean, Kendrick is, is rhyming really like lazily. And it's very, it's like a bunch of cliches bunched together but it's not a bad song. And I think it's, I think it's actually necessary on an album like this, that is a heavy album overall. Like you listen to it and by the end you're like, like you're tired, (laughs) you know? So I would say that, uh, Father Time is a pretty good song. That's the next song. Um, I like the therapy themes on the album. I don't really have too much bad to say about that song. I, I like it. Uh, yeah, honestly, I think it's a, it's a solid song. Um, something about it keeps it from being like at that next level for me, but it's cool for what it is.
0: Rich interlude. Um, Kodak
1: is good on this album and surprising, I'm sure to everyone. I mean, other than the producers and who they worked with, by the way, this, uh, this album has so many fucking producers. It's crazy. Like every song, it's interesting. Um, I don't know. Like some people say that the production is great. For me, it's really uneven. Um, there's t- There are great beats on here. Don't get me wrong. But there are also beats that are very
0: bland
1: or just like the progressions are weird and it doesn't really make like, it doesn't sound good, you know? Like the, the transitions don't sound good and they kind of hit in a way where it's like, "Ah, I don't know about this, you know? So I'd say that. Um, so let's see. Uh, There's one track that I'm curious about. I'm I'm looking at the production credits. No, no, um, as far as I could tell, I don't think so. The last track, well, let me not get into that right now. Let me go through the tracks in the proper way. But I will say like the producers so far, Oklahoma, which is Kendrick. I don't know if he actually did production because a lot of times like a rapper will be listed for production, but you don't really know what they did. It says Oklahoma though. Soundwave, J Pounds, Is it J Pounds, J L B S. I'm sorry. Duval, Timothy, Beach House, Tim Maxley. So it's a lot. That's that's on one song. United in Grief has all those producers. Uh, N95, Boy Wanda, Soundwave, Sweet, and Baby Keem. Uh, Worldwide Steppers, Soundwave, Tay Beast, uh, and J Pounds again. So like they all, almost all the songs have like multiple producers on them, you know. There's only one that doesn't. There's one Pharrell beat on here. That's the only song on the album that doesn't have, like, at least three producers. And, um, I mean, some of you may not think that's a problem. I don't know. For me, usually when there's that many producers on something, it is not, um, totally beneficial like the logic behind it, it sounds good, right? Like, oh yeah, you get, you know, you get enough minds together, they can come up with a good product. Um, On this album, I don't think the beats are really that much of a problem. There are just some that aren't very good, you know? Like Worldwide Steppers, I don't think is, I don't know if people are feeling that beat, but for me, I'm like, that's not really a very good beat. It's, it's, very repetitive. There's not a lot going on, you know, and it just doesn't work that well. Rich interlude. Yeah. Kodak is good. I'm happy for him. I'm probably going to skip that most of the time I hear this album, the interlude. It's not, uh, I don't know, skits like that. Like it's not bad, but it's not, uh, he sounds good. Don't get me wrong. Like it's nothing he really did. It's just like, it's not something I would normally, um, go out of my way to listen to just because it is just interlude. So it's like, we rappers do these skits and interludes and stuff. Like you're taking a gamble.
0: So we're into this
1: album. I think that's the first like really clear skip. No, worldwide steppers is probably going to be a skip for me to be honest. I got to be honest with that. Rich spirit is a nice beat, kind of lazy lyrics, attractive does not rhyme with fasting, you know, like, I don't like when rappers do that, like, I'm a perfectionist, and, like, for me, I will find some shit that rhymes, you know, I'm not gonna, like, stretch, and I get it, it's not the end of the world, you know, especially for a chorus, it, it is a little bit corny, though, right, it's like, bitch, I'm attractive, can't, was it Can't talk to you no more I'm fasting I know it's something along those lines You'd think I would have memorized that by now <laughs> With how much I've heard this album But one thing that I hate I fucking hate Is when Kendrick does that corny Brother shit Like that shit It's so corny He did it on that Baby Keem song Family Ties I thought it was corny then I was not happy to hear it repeated here. It's corny, man. Like, do y'all like that? It's just lame. I don't know. Like, I don't like how it sounds. And like, if if like most other rappers did that, we call it corny. I get it if you're doing like a novelty thing and being funny. Like, I could see maybe making a parody song it's just kind of weird on like what otherwise is like a fairly serious song on this supposedly super deep album. You go into this corny like hillbilly impression or whatever the fuck that is. (laughs) It's just like, why? I don't get it, honestly. Yeah, I don't get that one. So, yeah. Like, I don't think it totally derails the song, but he starts doing that like near the end and it just makes me skip the rest of the song. Like, I don't want to hear like, I got, I got to load it up, brother, brother, brother. Like, no, I don't like, like, I don't like country music partially for that reason. Cause I think it sounds corny when they like over-exaggerate accents. So that's, I'm definitely not in the <laughs> audience for that. So we cry together. It's a good concept The outcome beat is dope that's alchemist (laughs) like the passion behind the track is cool I know it it already is controversial to people I will say I'll say this if you have if you were in a relationship like that or have ever been in a relationship like that you seriously need to look in the mirror and reevaluate some things because that is not healthy I have never had an argument like that with a woman. I have never gotten to that point where we're cussing each other out, calling each other names. There may have been a couple times that we're kind of close to getting to that point, but not like that. And I know that that's I like I see people saying that they relate to it and all that shit. And I'm like, that's not good, man. You shouldn't be having those type of conversations like that. It's not even really a conversation; it's just yelling at each other. But phew, that's the type of toxic love that a, a lot of y'all are used to. And all this, all that being said, I think this is a cool. Um, it's a cool track. It's one of these things again, with Kendrick. Sometimes the concepts are cool, but is this gonna be something that I listen to? I gotta be honest, by the fifth listen to this album, I am done with that track, pretty much. Like, I've got what I wanted out of it, and it's it's annoying at this point. I don't want to hear people yelling at each other. It's long, for what it is. I think it's over four minutes, if I'm not mistaken. So it's like, again... That's why this album is so conflicting for me, because it's like stuff like that where it's like there's moments where it's like, yeah, this sounds good. Like the first time you hear it, it's kind of a cool experience. The replay value gets lower and lower every time you hear it. And it's going to be at a point where I never listen to that. You know, it already has this pretty long extended intro that makes it a little more inaccessible, you know? Now you got that. So, yeah. <laughs> so, next song, Purple Heart. It's a nice, pretty track. It's a pretty song. The lyrics are a little weak, other than Ghost with the, kiss the fetus, sweet Jesus. or I think he says something like that. Something like that, right? <laughs> Ghost faces is on the song. Ghostface, face like that was a pleasant surprise i was like okay it's Ghostface. face summer walker sent a good the part about like it ain't love if you ain't eat my ass like just doing like a little bit of like minor psych evaluation on summer walker the stuff she's talking about is basically if we're not fucking on a balcony if you're not eating my ass it's not love and i'm like i don't know man <laughs> like yeah if someone's eating your ass they probably love you. <laughs> that's not a guarantee, even though, to be honest, yeah, that's not even a guarantee. Obviously, people eat people's asses who don't love them. It was just a little jarring on, like, a song that's really kind of a pretty song to have that line in there. And I'm not, I'm not saying it ruins the song or anything. I just found that to be a weird choice, personally. I'm sure it's going to be something that, it like, that's why some of this stuff feels gimmicky to me, because it feels like something that people are going to use on TikTok and shit like that, or that's going to be a line that people put in their Insta story, but it's like, it's a little bit unfitting, I would say, not that, again, I'm not saying that's a bad song, it's a radio song, that part won't get played on the radio. I already see people quoting that. Shut the fuck up when you
0: hear love
1: talking. Like Kendrick's lyrics on that song are very phoned into me, and like, like that, uh, uh, it it reminds me a lot of Die Hard. It's like another Die Hard. On both of those songs, he's lyrically not doing much, you know, and um, it sounds like feature Kendrick, and he sounds like a feature on his own songs on both of those which is just interesting, you know, from somebody that's like the goat in some people's eyes, like to be, to sound like a feature on his own songs on an album that, you know, it took five years for him to come out with an album. And part of me is like, oh, you know what? He's laying back and like letting the music speak more. I kind of get it from that perspective. So I'm not trying to knock him too much. But at the same time, this is a guy who said he's trying to murder people and steal their fan bases. Not literally murder, but, you know, he's saying, like, he wants to be the GOAT. At one point, he's like, he wants to be the GOAT. He wants to take their fan bases. He wants to be the best and all this stuff. For him to come out with, like, such simplistic shit, like, as often as he does, it's like it's hard to take it seriously like that, you know, it is, because you go from a track like Rigor Mortis to this, and it's like the lyrics are so, like, the rhymes are basic, he rhymes plug talking with love talking, like, that doesn't even really rhyme, and again, I'm an MC, I'm listening to it from a different perspective than a lot of y'all, I would not rhyme something that weak, I don't think, you know, Personally, like I always try to think like, oh yeah, that's kind of a weak rhyme. Let me step it up and come up with something. So I don't know, man. I I guess I I take a little bit of liberties with choruses because if it's supposed to be catchy, you can't worry that much. But it's like his whole verses are just like very like simple.
0: You know, again,
1: it fit the song well enough But part of me just wonders, like, if that could really be the GOAT, if we have moments like this where, like, his lyrics are are on the level of, like, any mumble rapper on some of these songs. Like, they're not, it's not high-level lyrical stuff on, on, like, those verses. It's very basic, you know, honestly.
0: So count me out
1: which is the beginning of the second side of this, like, double album, which, I mean, I guess my double album wasn't that much longer than this album. But to have 18 tracks, like, albums used to just be that long, you know? (laughs) So yeah, it's kind of a double album, but it's like, both of the sides sound very similar, too. That's one of the things, too, is like, I'm sure Kendrick fans will say this is like a deep concept. It seems that the, the concept seems to be that it's like a play about mental health and like his him like uh, getting rid of generational trauma. That's like basically what this album's about, by going to therapy and healing and getting it off his chest. It's sort of like a it's a very loose concept, right? Not that it's bad again, not saying it's bad, but it's interesting, so count me out, next one, the the chorus on this one sounds a lot like love from Damn, it's not bad, like, the, the lyrics are better than some of the other tracks, you know, I like some, like, on this album, I like some of the concepts more than the actual songs, it's like, the concept's cool, song itself leaves a little to be desired, but the concept's cool, you know? That's just what I could say. Uh, Crown. Boring. Just boring, man. It kills the flow of the album.
0: The beat's too simple. The lyrics are
1: not that great. It's very repetitive. It's 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 kind of corny with the
0: you can't please everybody. You can't please everybody,
1: and it's like there's not a, there's really not a lot going on with the beat. So songs like this are legitimately not very good. Like it feels, it's kind of a bad song to be honest. Like I get, I'm still under the spell of like, oh, this is a great artist, and like, you know what he's doing it It would be disrespectful to call this bad, no, he's capable of making bad songs, and he does it sometimes. He does it less often than than other people, but he does it. This song is kind of bad, and I know I know there's a message I know like it's built up in a way where it's powerful to some of you, but it's a boring song, man. It's just not very good. And, you know, to be honest with you, like, I started reflecting on it, I'm thinking, Kendrick comes across as, like, I think, generally, he comes across as being fairly humble, even though he has done some things that clearly have, like, illustrated, like, this is not the most humble person in the world, you know, the control verse, and numerous other occasions, him throwing the shots at all these rappers, and, kind of just like laughing at people who are supposedly below him right but he still somehow he comes across as sort of an everyman to an extent until I really sit and think about it and I'm like this song is such like <laughs> this song and other songs like this in his catalog just demonstrate the ego because it's like you really think that you're just this good of a rapper where you can have this fucking bland of a beat and this is just gonna be a good song? You know? It's like, this is not a good beat. It's not. <laughs> like, if anybody, if most other rappers had a beat like this, God forbid if I had a beat like this, people would call it trash. They'd say it was boring. When he does it, it's like, it's, it's artistic, you know? And it's like, it's such a weird standard. That song has a lot of repeated refrains. There's not a lot going on lyrically. It's not a very good song, you know? And it, and sequence wise, it just totally, it's like you started the second half with like energy and then it drops to crown. And I've seen people repost this song and I'm like, of all the songs on the album...
0: Really? <laughs> oh, man.
1: So, Silent Hill. It's a good beat. The chorus is catchy. But kind of annoying with that, you know. Hum. That hum. But okay. It's catchy. Probably going to be another TikTok type of one. Kodak fucking black, ladies and gentlemen. What the fuck? He came through. And this is like maybe the best Kodak verse I've heard. Although I can't say that I'm like super familiar with all of his catalog. Believe it or not, I do have some of his songs on my playlist. I like some of his music. Like he, he, he has like that charisma and he has that originality, you know, and that aura where it's like, Something about him draws you to him, and he, and it's, it's just fun. It's just fun. So, shout out to Kodak Black. I'm happy that you're out, too. Don't go back to jail. Stay the fuck out of jail, please. Don't throw your life away. You got a lot going for you, you know? You've influenced the game more than I think a lot of people would admit, and now you're on a fucking Kendrick album, and I'm sure some Kendrick fans were like, what the fuck? <laughs> Me, personally, I like Kodak Black. Like, I know he's done some shady stuff, he said some stupid things and, like, all that. Like, but I'm just talking about a music tip. You know? So. Yeah, but that being said, should the goat begin washed by Kodak Black on a song? Because I've listened, the more I listen to the song, the more I'm like, they're pretty much on par, if not like maybe even giving the edge to Kodak Black. Now, I like Kodak Black. He is not an elite lyricist, he's not like one of the great rappers of all time. So, why is it that like guys like him and YG are able to keep up with Kendrick on songs, you know? that shouldn't be a a thing,
0: but it is, (laughs) next is Savior Interlude, it was a decent Keem track,
1: you know, There's like, again, I know it's an interlude, there's no drums, it's like two minutes, Keem had some some bars on there, Um, but it's a skip, for show. it's a skip, this is a skip, like, I'm probably gonna skip this, it's just not compelling enough to draw your interest every time. And that's always a risk, like when you do these interludes. There aren't a lot of interludes that I wouldn't skip on any album, to be honest. Like it's just <laughs> they're usually filler and they're not necessary. Savior. Fire beat. This is a better Kendrick flow than a lot of songs on there. It's pretty catchy savior, like, this was, like, when I, when it got to this track, or when it gets to this track, it's like, damn, this is kind of, like, what I've been waiting for, for a lot of this album, you know, like, really, this is, like, I want to hear more songs like this, and there are some like that, but it's probably only, like, a quarter of the album that actually sounds like that, you know, Silent Hill is in that vein, too, I would say, Yeah. um, Next one, Auntie Diaries. I like to see this in rap. You know, I like to see people addressing topics like this because they're hip hop is. Is it though? I feel like the world in general has been pretty homophobic, you know, and transphobic. So, I was gonna say hip hop is is one of the most uh, homophobic genres, but. I don't know if that is actually really true. I don't know if I can say hip-hop is. Because I feel like... It's not like other genres have been accepting. Like, I doubt country is super accepting of homosexuals or transsexuals. Like, I doubt the country industry is, like, embracing them with open arms. (laughs) So. (laughs) That being said it's good good on Kendrick for addressing this. I know the him saying the f word is gonna offend people. I've seen it already people seen people saying they they take that song off the album. I'm like, well, it is a skip, so <laughs> that one probably is gonna be a skip, you know, honestly, it's delivered in a very boring way again, his ego's getting the best of him, you know. For as well as he's done to heal and all that, like, the ego's there. This is not, like, that great of a track. Like, the concept is better than the execution, again. It's the, there's not much going on with the beat, you know. It's, like, a somewhat compelling, like, the story's fairly compelling, but it just feels like it's missing something, like, the track in general you know, I don't know what it is, it's not like it's bad, and this, this album is just so up and down for me, it's literally like, I like a track, don't like a track, like a track, don't like a track, like, it's almost half and half, like, if I, you know, like, part of me wants to say that there's more that I like than don't like, and I think that's true, but it's like, there's a lot that I'm not gonna listen to very often, you know, Maybe more than any Kendrick album so far. There's a lot on here where I'm like, I don't see myself listening to that very much. You know, Mr. Morale is w- easily one of the best tracks here. Pharrell is the MVP lately on production. And really, with Kendrick, I mean, All Right is still one of the best Kendrick songs. That's a Pharrell beat. You know, like Pharrell has come through and really laced him like, this Mr. Morale beat, because a lot of this album doesn't sound, like, very cutting edge to me, or, like, very, like, ex- like, I don't, I guess I shouldn't say very experimental. It is an experimental album in a way, you know, but, uh, this song actually sounds like, oh, this is actually kind of innovating, and I, it really, it honestly gives me, like, heavy Life of Pablo vibes, like, the good part of Life of Pablo, because Life of Pablo is very, is like, it's almost like the definition of a hit and miss album, but the good part of Pop, of uh, Life in Pablo sounds like this to me, like, it sounds like this track to me, the good part of Life of Pablo, uh, yeah, Mother Ice, oh, no, yeah, no, we're, we're on, uh, Mother Ice Sober, and Kendrick well and Mr. Morale, too, Mother, I sober is a great message. I want to stress that, you know, it is. It's a uh, probably s- probably some of the best writing on the album, but Kendrick's ego gets in the way here, and he puts it to a, one of the blandest beats I've ever heard him on. It's a very simple beat. And I know some of y'all will, will will tell me that it, like, builds tension and it's, it's beautiful and all this stuff. And it's like, I want to like this. I do. And I do like, like, if I'm just listening to the lyrics, I like the message behind them. It's just the execution of this song. It's one of my pet peeves with rappers where... Anytime they're doing like a deep introspective song, they feel like they have to make it so down tempo and stripped of like instruments and any, you know, like they feel like they have to give it like this simplistic, dark background to make a song about like feelings. And it's like it's it's probably one of the most played out devices in music, you know, to do that. So, personally, man, um, I don't, it's like, again, though, there is like artistry in this. So it's like, you don't want to just totally shit on it. It's just, I know that I'm like, almost never going to listen to that song when I listen to the album. And if I could A&R for a second, I would say that. I would have just released that as a, as like a standalone song, because as it stands now, again, and this is part of the problem, is like Savior's high energy, then Auntie Diary's low energy, then Mr. Morale high energy, then Mother I Sober low energy again. It's just back and forth, and it fucks up the flow of the album, you know? And I know people who just love Kendrick and are dedicated, they might find a way to look past that and, and, you know, just kind of let it blend into the background or something. But for me, it's like, this album does not flow well. It really does not. It's just up and down, up and down, up and down, you know, pretty much the whole time. It's like, you know, I guess United and Grief and ninety five are both pretty hyped and then but Worldwide Steppers is kind of down tempo. And then Die Hard low tempo. I guess the first half is is more low tempo and then Yeah, pretty much. And then the second half is like up down,
0: up down, up down, up
1: and it just fucks up the flow, you know. So the last track, Mirror really gives me Tyler the Creator vibes like musically it's a pretty good closer it's not bad you know um yeah I mean there's not much to say about it it's not a bad song it like it's a decent closer to our album it's not it doesn't feel like anticlimactic it it sounds like a closing track I actually looked, that's what I was curious about when I was looking it up. I wanted to see if Tyler had a hand in the production, but as far as I can tell, no. Um, Just off of Wikipedia, (laughs) I don't know. So, I don't think that this album's stance is going to change in my mind. Uh, When I first heard it, I legitimately thought it was like mid at best if not worse, you know, the first time I heard it, I went through like the first eight songs and none of them really moved me. And I was like, damn, I don't know what's going on, but it's not hitting me, you know? The second time it sounded considerably better. It's like it jumped up and then it's been kind of diminishing returns after that. And now at this point, I'm like, it honestly baffles me that people are giving this like a perfect score in some of these like magazines and review sites. It's just, I just hear kind of a mess sonically. I don't know. Like, (laughs) that's why, like, part of me is like, am I, is there something I'm missing here? But then part of me is like, well, these critics are always get it wrong, you know, or like most of the time. And to be fair, like there aren't a lot of reviews in there. What's funny is like I met a Metacritic, it has a hundred right now, right? But it has an 80. One of these sites gave it an 80. So it's like, and there's only eight reviews. So that 80 would drop it pretty significantly from a hundred, you know. I want to say I did the math. I think it was like 97 or something. But just that one score like drops it, you know, so it shouldn't be listed at 100 right now. It is even on the Wikipedia page. It's like, oh, it, it averaged 100. And it's like, ah, that's not that's not a thing, though. <laughs> so at the end of the day. Again as a Kendrick fan, and knowing that there is effort here for the most part, I don't want to say that this is a bad album. And I don't think it's a bad album. I've definitely heard a lot worse albums than this. Because there's moments on here that I genuinely like. But there are so many moments on this that I just think, are not gonna age well, and are just not going to hold up to repeated listens, I mean, they're already not, like, I already find myself, like, I don't want to hear this, on, like, almost half the songs, like, not half, but, like, a number closer, it might, I haven't done the math, man, it might be, like, half of them, but anyway, but that's kind of beside the point, I don't know, um, like, this is one of those albums that's, like, borderline like just making the cut for being good for me and I've heard people call it horrible call it great I can see both sides I've literally kind of like had both of those experiences listening to it but um yeah man I just I don't think it's great I don't think it's a great album definitely don't think it's a classic I don't know how it's gonna be be Uh, referred to by people you know but i definitely don't think this is a classic album i think that i can fairly assess i still don't really want to give it a score Uh, i think i'm trying to think man fuck (laughs) the number that keeps jumping out to me is like is like six zeus slaps six maybe seven on a good day. I don't know there's too many skippable songs yeah I don't know I feel like I might be in the minority with that I don't know I really don't know we gotta see because I've seen people that just absolutely hate it like a lot of people so I don't know but part of me kind of feels like that's about where I'm at with it after these listens I'm like you know it's like the the the, hap- the honeymoon phase kind of wears off, like the honeymoon phase I had with the album where it fir- like the first, you know, well, the very first listen, I was like, ah, I don't know about this. And then this, the next two, it was like, this is good. You know, this is sounding good. And then the next two, it's like, okay, there's good and there's bad here. And that's kind of where I'm leaning with it. I re- I reserve the right to change my mind. I remember with Damn, like I thought I legitimately at one point thought that was a classic album, and I don't know what I was thinking. I mean, to some people, I'm sure they consider it that, but there are, like, sometimes when I listen to that album, a lot of the lyrics just sound so phoned in, and not like they're horrible, but they just sound so bland, you know? Like, there's not a lot, there's not as much going on as people think with the whole concept of, like, oh, he's, uh, you know, that you can play it in reverse, and it has different meanings and shit like that, like, and all that, like, there's all this extra meaning assigned to it that, I don't know, I mean, I think some of it was there, but that doesn't make it, like, a good album, you know, and Damn, I would say, is a good album. I don't think it's, like, a great, amazing, classic album, but it is a good album. And as it stands now, I think I would put it above this album, you know, because I feel like six, maybe, maybe seven out of eleven Zeus slaps is about where I would land on this. I know some people are not going to like that score, but to be fair, it's like there are just as, you know, not just as many, but there are a lot of people who really, really, really don't like this album. So... Take that however you want to take it. But that's pretty much how I've been feeling about Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Um, Let me know what you think. I'm kind of curious. This is actually one of the most interesting album discussions that I've seen in a while because it's so polarizing. (laughs) And uh, it's just going to be different for different people. But yeah, I'll wrap up after this with some of your favorite segments. Stay tuned. KZR World's What
0: up, ladies and gentlemen? It's KZR World Sports, one of your faves, one of your classic favorite sections, one of the classic favorite segments
1: of the show. Wow. Um, Probably biggest news, the Mavericks beat the Suns, whooped the Suns' ass in
0: Game 7 to advance to the Western Conference Finals against the Warriors. Wow. I have been saying all year
1: that I didn't think that the Suns were going to do anything. I don't know why. Just something about it. Like, I just didn't believe. But even I am a bit surprised. I thought that the Warriors would probably knock the Suns off in the in the Western Conference Finals. As the playoffs developed. I mean, we didn't know how the Warriors were gonna Well, no, the Warriors were good all year, honestly. So I kind of thought that would probably be... I thought the Warriors would be too much for Memphis. Honestly, I'm surprised how competitive it was until Morant got hurt. Um, Well, no, I thought... Actually, I shouldn't say that. I'm not surprised. (laughs) I thought that it would be competitive. I didn't think that they would win, but I thought that they would give the Warriors a hell of a series. And they started to, and even fought back a bit, you know, by extending it to six games. But uh, with Morant being out, I mean... Nobody would predict that they would win that series, I don't think. The, yeah, the Mavericks beat the Suns 123-90. And, I mean, you know, Steph Curry and Klay Thompson are the Splash Brothers, right? Are Chris Paul and Devin Booker the Choke
0: Bros now?
1: Are they the Choke Brothers? I mean, Booker had... Booker was minus 41. Paul was minus 39. I mean, but here's the thing, though. When your team gets their ass kicked, like, the, the that's why plus and minus is, like, it's a little deceiving, you know? Like, let's say, okay, let's say your team's down by 40, right? And they sub you in for one minute of the game and sub you out, and then they come back and win the game, but you're at minus 40 because that's what the that's where they were while you were on the court. Like, that's how plus-minus works, so whatever people hold it up is, like, this this uh, godly stat. It's, like, it basically just means, <laughs> like, how good your team was, you know? And, like, yeah, I, I, I get that it kind of is about, like, how you played, but at the same time, it's, like, you could be playing really well and your team could just be awful, you know? It doesn't really mean... As much as people say. (laughs) So yeah. um, The Mavericks are in the Western Conference Finals. And then in a bit of a surprise to me, I kind of thought that the Bucks would pull it out, but they got their ass kicked today too by the Celtics, which is not good. Definitely. Of all the teams left... I really didn't care too much. Like, something about the Suns rubbed me the wrong way. I don't know what it was. Something about the Suns made me not want them to win. <laughs> I don't know why. You know, just being a hater. I don't know. No, nah, something about it, man. You know what it is? It's like Booker and the, the comparisons to Kobe. and so, Like, he's good. He's not Kobe. He's not going to be Kobe. You know? So I don't really like that. For example... <laughs> wow they literally had the same record? That's a trip. Boston fifty one thirty one, Milwaukee fifty one thirty. That was a regular season record. I didn't notice that, but I don't really follow the Eastern Conference as much. <laughs> so Boston wins, man. One hundred nine to eighty one. They they put the pause on them. Let's see. Somebody had to fuck up. Like, Booker shot, like, 21%. So he definitely choked, had four turnovers. Like, not a good game for Booker. Um, Giannis wasn't very good. Yeah. Five turnovers. Shot 38.5%. 10 of 26. Not a very good performance by Giannis. Yeah. And then on the other end... Jason Tatum, 7 of 14, effective, right? He has seven turnovers. That's not very good either. So just kind of a ugly game, defensive game. I remember because I, I was following along with it, I didn't see the whole thing. But, yeah. I have an ugly defensive game, but they get the win. <laughs> so, Eastern Conference Finals is Heat and... Celtics. I will be rooting for the Heat. I don't want the Celtics anywhere near the finals. They're too close already. I don't like it at all. (laughs) Oh, man. So hopefully, um, I, I just don't want the Celtics to win. Of the teams left, which is the Mavericks, the Warriors, the Heat, and the Celtics, I just don't want the Celtics to win. So just don't let the Celtics win. That's all I really care about. That's all I care about. Nothing else. Okay? At this point, like the Lakers are a distant memory this year. <laughs> they flamed out, didn't make the fucking play in tournament, so. I don't really care too much what the result is. The Dodgers managed to avoid getting swept on the N- MLB side of things. Fucking um, 4 to 5. They lost the last three games to the Phillies. Before finally pulling this one off. Kershaw has gone down. Not great. Not great at all. Kershaw has gone down. So I don't know how long he's going to be out. But it's like every year Kershaw gets injured. It sucks. Dodgers basically did it by committee. A bunch of random pitchers. But they get the win. Uh it was mostly the first guy that gave up all the runs too. So they were bat yeah, actually it was. He gave up all the runs. They're battling back all day, eventually get the win. Twenty one and twelve, doing well, but they've hit a rough patch recently, so it's good for them to get a win. Uh that's pretty much it. I was a little bit surprised. Sergei Kovalev, the former light heavyweight, that's one seventy five pound boxing champion moved up to cruiserweight, which is a weight limit of 200 pounds. Slightly surprised that he was able to, you know, avoid really getting hurt at all in that fight. He wins the fight, and uh, yeah, a bit of a, a minor career resurgence at least. So it was interesting. <laughs> a lot of people were picking uh, Pulev to knock him out, but Kovalev showed up, so... Yeah, I forget, like, he actually really has developed a negative public... Like, I don't... I mean, I'm not a fan anymore. I have a picture with him, and now I'm like... I think I took that down, because I was like, ah, I can't be associated with this. You know, good boxer, but just too much negative energy follows that guy. Like, he probably is racist, at least slightly. Like, at this point, you could say, so... I can't co-sign that. I don't really fuck with it, but uh, he did get the win and I felt it was newsworthy. So, there you go. Until next week, this has been KZRO Sports.
0: And now, let us read from the Book of Graff. <clears throat> Feed me to the like a mega monster. You need silver bullets and rocket launchers. Drop your A-bomb, i come back Zilla. Bioweapons only make Zach iller. I triumph through all the tribulations. Manhandled all the manipulations. I turn my losses into wins. I turn my Lincolns to Benjamins. Bitch, you better watch what you say. I'll make your women my sluts today. Wives, sisters, mothers, grandmothers run through a mall and demand others. Big bad wolf devours sheep. Pigs and cats, my power's deep. I'm fucking up your fallacies, out of reach in new galaxies. You created this crazy monster. Every shot you shoot makes me stronger. Radiation makes me radiant. Scholars never map the way we went. Feed me to the wolves. I come back a monster. You need silver bullets and rocket launchers. Drop your A-bomb, i come back Zilla. Bio-weapons only make Zach iller.
1: That's our show. Thank you for listening. <laughs> If you are, if you were not interested in Kendrick at all, I apologize. There's more to talk about than I expected, but it is an album that has a lot of themes going on. And right as I was wrapping that up, I saw that Pitchfork gave it a 7.6 and I'm like, oh, that's usually a site that Dick rides Kendrick. You know, they've given all of his albums best new music and stuff. So I'm like, there's, it's starting to break a little bit. It was like a, you know, the first bunch of scores that came out were 100 out of 100. Then there's 80. Now there's a 7.6. So it's like it's starting to, you know, show that this isn't probably the flawless classic that some people are claiming, you know. I'll uh, do respect to Kendrick, you know, one of the best artists of this generation. But everyone's capable of missteps and... I think in another artist catalog, this would be a good... It would be a better album, you know? Um, because he has created such a high standard for himself and because, you know, people expect so much of him and think so highly of him, it the criticism comes with that. Like, for me, I have, at this point, with all the shit that I've said... People will be very critical of my stuff. And I'm fine with that. It doesn't bother me. I believe it can hold up to your criticism. And even if, you know, it doesn't, I'm happy with it. I'm good. And that's one thing that I took away from this is Kendrick doesn't, he doesn't want the crown anymore. You know, he doesn't want to worry about being a savior. He doesn't want all that. He wants to live a happy life. Honestly, he, I don't know. Like, I have no idea, but he kind of sounds like somebody who isn't really looking to stick around music much longer. And honestly, off of this album, it kind of seemed like he's probably not going to come back for a while. If he, you know, I, I, I think he'll come back. I don't think he's like done forever. But I don't think he's going to release anything for a while. I think this was a case of like, I don't know if this is deliberate or not I know he's an artistic person and he tries to he definitely tries to be artsy all the time right and I think this was an album that really exposed like how vapid that could be because it's like just because something is presented to you in a theatrical way that's artsy. It doesn't mean that it's, like, as deep as you think it is. It doesn't mean that it's, you know, as high quality of art as it may appear to be on the surface. You know, that's what I would say. So, again, there's too much effort that clearly went into this for me to say that it's, like, an awful album. I can see how it can hit some people's ears that way. For me personally, like I'm getting value out of it for sure. There's value I'm getting out of it. I don't know. Like I said, like my score is a little unsure, but I can't really like in good consciousness an eight out of 11 Zeus slaps seems a little high to me. You know, it just seems like, There's just too much that I'm skipping for me to give it. That's a really good score, you know. And even seven seems a little high. So I'm just like, I can, I think at best it could, I can make the argument for seven out of 11 Zeus slaps, which is not bad. That's a good score. And I know like some of you will, will say it's flawless. It's an, it's a 11 out of 11, but I'm just not hearing that, you know, um, yeah so I don't really have much more to say. I I have included two songs from my past work because it's funny how, like, it takes, like, a big major artist coming out with these songs to get y'all to listen, but the opening song to this show was Gay, which is a song that addresses the gay community and the trans community in a way that isn't, common in hip-hop you know but I feel that I presented it in a more entertaining way because if you're listening to it it kind of sounds like a dance track kind of club track but it's about something different and the last track the one I have included I feel like is a way to make a memorable conversation track that won't grate on people over time you know, God. I feel like that track, I feel that it has more replay value than something like We Cry Together, which I don't think is going to end up having, like, the most replay value, you know, because I crafted a song around it that has, like, a pretty catchy chorus, you know, and it, it's simplistic. I'll give it that. I wanted the words to speak for themselves. I pulled a Kendrick and I made a simplistic beat to it. But it's not any more simplistic than you know <laughs> the auntie diaries that's a very simplistic beat so yeah anyway thank you for listening um I got so much more on the way I hope you enjoyed this this th- even this even discussing this album just gets so in depth you know so
0: much love and we'll be back next week baby
1: And wrong is not an option Don't you know that God is watching? <sighs> nah pop just drop it That's just the church trying to cop a prophet A prophet, only one I know is Jesus Remember I'll be ready when he goes to meet us Well what's this about chosen people? What the Jews writing Christians exposes evil? We know what we know, they know what they know Long as we live right faithful is faithful But dad, you pray to an invisible man and he separates us in the visible land Sun God's visible in hearts to men Love always shines through the parts we sin. With God, you always got the cards to win Free salvation and it starts within
0: We all want our souls right In this world of no light Tell me how do we grow I don't know, no, I don't know, no.
1: Dad, what about the atrocities that were caused by religious philosophies? Son, those impostors ignored the rules. Thou shalt not kill, they were morbid fools. But they're so judgmental, dad, and arrogant. Christ was poor, hypocrites can't spare a sin. Look what you're doing, judging them, taking all their records and smudging them. Okay, but they eradicated non-white people, killed others for not going to the right steeple. Again, you're talking about extremists, son. Answer this, what bad has Jesus done? Well, you got me there. Jesus is perfect, this should not be fair. But you opened my eyes to my hypocrisy. Take me to church, let's
0: hear your philosophy. We all want our souls right. In this world, of no light. Tell me how do we grow? I don't know, no, I don't know. No, I don't know. We want our souls right. In this world, of no light. Tell me how do we grow I don't know, no, I don't know